0: Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Joe Chung from As the Joe Flies and MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. And we have a fun show this week. As a reminder, if you like the show and you're looking for links or you want to subscribe, just head to mtmpodcast.com. We have links for everything there. Joe, uh, I know that it snowed a ton over in Boston this week. How are you digging yourself out? (laughs) Yeah, uh, 23.7 inches. It was not that bad.
1: And the reason why is, yes, shoveling two feet of snow sucks. But it is worse when it snows like week after week after week. And it just builds up and you have like no place to put it. We were starting with pretty much fresh pavement so it was snow on pavement two feet and there's still places to put it now if we get a storm in the next week or two that'll be pretty bad but um you know the worst thing about the storm was that it was on saturday and unfortunately both the municipal government for the city i work in and the city i live in were very efficient with their snow so everyone had school today which uh kind of sucked so except for uh, my youngest daughter she is off today and my wife took the day off with her as well but that's
2: because her daycare is celebrating uh lunar new year yeah everybody else besides parent or besides uh, teachers is like yeah good thing it snowed on saturday so i don't have to mess with uh, a school cancellation yeah i guess it would st- suck to stay home
1: but my wife said when she was dropping the kids off this morning i mean we at, at school here, we did have a two hour delay. Boston can never have delays just because it's such a big district. So it's either all or nothing for Boston. And she said she saw some poor mother walking her kid to school, but had like a toddler. And she was like trying to drag a stroller over a snowbank and stuff like that. And it was like a huge mess. So I'm sure uh, this happens to Sean on the regular in Vegas, as we've uh, noted in the past. But yeah, it was a pretty bad storm. Another nice thing, though, about, you know, this new era we live in is we went to virtual for piano lessons for the month of January. And so I was able to postpone our virtual piano lesson to seven so my kids can go play in the snow all afternoon after they come back home from school. So they're going to be pretty excited to hear about that when they get home.
2: You couldn't just cancel it.
1: (laughs) No, come on.
2: We celebrate Lunar New uh, you, you, you got the piano cel-
1: for something. <laughs> we celebrate Lunar New Year for a reason. Okay, it's because
2: we're Asian. We're not canceling
1: our piano lessons. Get out of here, Mark.
2: <laughs> I remember some story about you and your sister in a piano, but I forget the, what it exactly was. But so,
0: Mark, uh, what's the what's the latest going on uh, out there in Michigan in the uh, the cold, brutal winter door dashing?
2: Yeah, somehow we did not get any uh, snow, so it's been a really weird. I hear you're getting in on Wednesday though. Oh, I haven't looked yet, so thanks for ruining my day. Yeah, it's been a weird winter. We've had, like, two, like, mild snowstorms the whole time. It's been cold, like, really, really cold, but for some reason, we haven't had a lot of snow. Today, I messaged you guys. I was like, I don't think I'm going to make I'm gonna be a little bit late, because, you know, the door... Well, okay, before this, I, I told my wife about the DoorDash Chronicles, and, you know, because I've told her the stories, and she looks at me and says, well, that's stupid, and I was like, oh, well, thanks for being supportive. She's like, you should have named it Dasher Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> a true. point, so, but then now i can't get chronicles out of my head so yeah, i know i like it rolls off but she loves she loves like the dd aspect whatever so i guess we'll call it uh dasher diaries but i sent you guys a message today i was like running late because i tried to get a little bit in around lunchtime and we were talking before the show i, I kind of prefer doing lunch deliveries they're usually closer uh deliveries people are ordering it for a certain set time period so they want something that's nearby them and then a lot of times you're going to office buildings, stuff like that, so you get a better tip. And then you can actually see addresses in ice so you don't spill Dunkin' Donuts everywhere on the on the ground. So I was messing with that today, ran into an issue. I got lots of stories, so we're going to break these out over the next couple of episodes. But I'll start off, uh, something similar happened on Saturday night too. I got an order for Wendy's, and it was like... A mile drive for like five bucks so it's like okay i'll do that that's a quick one but it looked weird normally it shows you like the little uh pickup decal and then like the house decal so you you kind of know you can see on a map where you're going and it just showed the house but it was like on top of where the wendy's was and i was like oh that's weird maybe they live like across the street or something so i go to i go to wendy's and do the pickup click the go to delivery and it
0: legit had me delivered to the wendy's address so the person input the Wendy's address is their address when they did the order?
2: <laughs> I
0: guess. Like, I was like, okay, so... I'm
2: thinking this could be a couple of things, and I and Sounds I still like you got free the...
0: lunch, Mark. That's what I'm here.
2: <laughs> I took the order for a couple of reasons. I I figured it'd be a good story because, and I wanted to know what the heck was going on. It seemed weird. Maybe it was a glitch or whatever. So I get it, and I pull around to the front, and I'm like, okay, maybe this guy had DoorDash or credits, and he didn't want to pay for his his uh, food at work. So I'll call him. I'll park out front and call him, and be like, hey, are you inside? So a guy picks up. I'm like, yeah, uh, I got your delivery from Wendy's. I'm out front. You know, has me delivering to Wendy's. Do you work inside? He's like, Oh, you're out front. Let me go look. He opens. He's like, I don't see anybody out front of my house. <laughs> uh, And another, I should say, another thing. I thought maybe somebody was going to be really generous, and they're like, Yeah, I ordered it. So just say that you delivered it, and you keep it. You know, type of thing. Like somebody was giving me a, a free meal. <laughs> no, <out. laughs> that's not happening. Come on. <laughs> so I talk to this guy. He's like, Well, I live right around the corner from Wendy's. So I'm like, Okay. So you live on Greenfield? He's like no, here's the address. And I'm like, okay, can you spell that? Cause it was, I I don't know what you said. And he, he like pauses and it takes him a while to figure out how to spell. And he gives me all these letters that don't make any sense. And I'm like, okay. And that's in Southfield where the Wendy's was. He's like, no, uh, it's in Warren. I'm like, dude, that's like 20 minutes away. I'm not, I'm not bringing this here. (laughs) I said, that was not, the address was messed up. I'm going to contact DoorDash and cancel this order. He's like, what? Then I'm gonna have to pay twice. I'm like, no, they'll give you your money back. But I'm not driving out there for five bucks like it's not happening and you ordered from a Wendy's that's way far away from you you shouldn't shouldn't be doing this you know looking at the order of chili cheese fries a triple hamburger and like a 60 ounce coke I could kind of guess what was going on there. what was going on there i don't know i've oh, got new stone out of his mind didn't have oh okay <laughs> all right, all all right. On, like a triple cheeseburger i'm like okay so i contact doordash i'm like this is what's going on and they're like i'm like do you want me to just take a picture and put it in front of the wendy's and say i delivered it i'm sure some people would just do that they would have just hey it says this address drop it off take the picture leave get paid so i'm like i'm not delivering it for that price sir okay we'll cancel it so i got to keep the food Even though I didn't want the food, the fries. I told you you got free lunch. (laughs) The chili cheese fries look disgusting. Like my wife likes Wendy's chilies, and she's like, this looks like, like a dog vomited on fries.
1: Yeah, but you're going to have to take a bathroom (laughs) break like halfway through this podcast because you drank that 60 ounce Coke.
2: (laughs) No, that's the funny thing. So the fries look disgusting. I tried the Coke. The Coke was like the syrup was out. It tasted watery. And then the cheeseburger looked fine. I'm like, dude, this guy would have been so mad if you got this delivery and the food was all ter- ter- terrible anyway. You did so, him a favor. Yeah, I did. I saved him a whole bunch of money. And then I got like a ding right after I that order got canceled. And the same guy ordered again. And and like while I was talking to DoorDash, he tried to like update his, his address and it got, address has been changed, but it was to the same Wendy's address. So this guy was a mess. I don't know what he was doing. I don't think he ever got his food, but.
0: <laughs> See, he needed those chili cheese fries in order to get his mind right so that he could uh, yeah, go on with the rest something. of his day. Something. So,
2: so today, something similar happened. Like, I get an order from Panera, and it's showing, like, a mile delivery. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, this is, like, a quick 6 $7 delivery, y- easy. I walk in, and as I pull it open, I'm like, oh, crap. It shows 20 items. And the guy's like, yeah, we just got a big order. I'm like, yeah, that's mine. He- he's like, yeah, it's, like, a $225 order. I'm like, great. So that means I'm going to be here for a while. So I'm standing there like 25 minutes goes by. They're still working on it. And I'm kind of annoyed that DoorDash like issued it out so quickly. I'm like, all right, well, it's got to be like a doctor's office or something. Maybe I'll get a really good tip. And I pull it up and it's showing me delivering to a hookah lounge like a mile away. I'm Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't think there's like 12 people working at a hookah lounge. But I get the stuff and I drive over there. And like the, where the map has me go and then it says deliver it to suite 101 and there's no suite numbers. The address isn't matching up either. So I call her and I'm like, Hey, she's like, yeah, let me come outside. You know, I'm like, I can't find any suite numbers on it. She probably thought I was an idiot. And she's like, I don't see you out here. I'm like, well, I think they gave me the wrong address. So she tells me everything. She's like, yeah. And it's in Livonia, which is like 20 minutes away. And I'm like, oh man doing this again nobody knows how to use technology these days right you can't <laughs> i don't can't get I, it th- yeah this one i'm not so sure because it actually she later to find out she ordered it through panera and then they issued the doordash so i think that might have messed it up that does happen a lot of times you'll get that order and it will just say like order authorized by vendor we don't have details but this one had e- details so they must be like intertwined somehow with their apps so it originally showed like a six six dollars and fifty cents or something like that and i'm like all right well it's going to be like 20 minutes before I can get to you. And it was a $225 order. Otherwise, I would have just said, hey, I'm going to cancel this. You need to reorder. But it was like two grocery bags, big full of food. So I'm like, okay, I'll get with DoorDash. So as I'm driving to the customer, I call up DoorDash. And I'm like, hey, this is what happened. Here's the new address. I'm not delivering this for $6. And you guys need to do something. It needs to be closer to like $25. So we're going back and forth. And she like, they're like, I can add $8. That's all I'm authorized to add. And I'm like, okay, at least that's something. Maybe they'll give me a tip when I get there type of thing. And she said at that point, you know, like, I could give you half the delivery, which would be $10. And so I'm like, okay, so at least it's $20. And then they're adding eight, I'm guessing. So I'll I'll do the delivery. I was like a mile away by this by this point when we agreed to it and i dropped it off and the lady was like hey i don't have any cash otherwise i give you an extra tip and i go out to the car and there was like an 18 dollars tip plus plus two dollars delivery and then they added eight dollars on top so it ended up being 28 dollars which was pretty good it was like a 45 minute ordeal but yeah if i wouldn't have reached out i probably would have got screwed out of that so if you are doing this make sure you uh you know get it up front i guess but kind of two kind of crazy things when are we going to start setting the over under for how long mark still finds this fun for
1: <laughs> that's what I want to exactly we're the novelty get, it's, it's, it's novel. entertaining it's entertaining even at forty two <laughs>
2: days that's that's where I'm sending the offender all right the the bonus hit this weekend, so that was nice the six hundred dollar bonus my buddy got his nine hundred dollar referral so if you are doing like a two player system that's kind of a nice thing I ended up making like a thousand bucks last week with with the
0: bonus included so that'll keep me uh pumped up for a few more weeks at least joe well we're looking forward to more of this and I feel bad for these doordash uh, people on the phone, their call center reps. Cause they, it seems like they have to deal with an endless supply of nonsense going on. I'm sort of shocked how
1: fast you get through to them. You know, yeah, like, it, when I try, like when, I, when I, <laughs> I have an issue,
0: like, and I try to like text them
1: or
2: whatever, sometimes it feels like it takes forever. So, I mean, at least that part of the system seems to be working. Yeah. I pulled it up and it's like your number 702 in line. And then they end up getting through in like a couple minutes. So during the day it's better at night. Sometimes it can take a while. So they're pretty quick. And it's weird. They treat you like you're a customer. Like, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry you're dealing with this. How can I help you? Versus, hey, you work for us. We don't really care, you know, type of thing. Which is kind of refreshing and surprising. I'm sure that will change over time. But I don't know. Should I have just said, no, I'm not going to deliver it and keep the $225 worth of food eaten for a week? It just seems like nobody wins in that situation.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do
2: wonder, like, would, would Panera have to eat it for putting in the wrong stuff? Or would DoorDash eat it? I don't know how that plays out, but... Uh, yeah, I figured if it was a smaller order, I probably would have done that, a $10 order or whatever. It's going to go unnoticed, but $225, I think that could uh, cause some issues, could bring like an Amex rat team uh, coming after me type
0: of thing. <laughs> well, we don't want that. So yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we want you to keep going until, uh, until the, the novelty wears off. So looking forward to hearing more crazy DoorDash stories as, uh, as time goes on and uh, we roll this a week. So we're officially calling it the DoorDash Diaries now. Is that? I guess. Yeah, make the wife happy. All right, well, let's let's pivot to talk about retention offers. I don't know that we've gone into detail enough on the show about American Express and how good they've been lately with their chat retention offers. And I guess we'll start with your example, Mark. Uh, Recently, I think it was the Hilton business card that you went on. You were considering canceling it went on to chat <laughs> what they they paid you basically to keep the card isn't that how it works
2: yeah and that's one of the you know we've talked about kind of silver linings of the pandemic one is that you used to always have to call in to get a retention offer from American Express and they have made it so that they have retention specialists on chat and I reached out in a, you know an article I wrote a couple of weeks ago my plan was I needed to free up some Amex spots to take care of referrals we have a couple like 30k referrals so my wife I was going to refer her to a card so she needed to clear up a spot and then you know easy points type of thing and then hopefully get a bonus but we are still under the pop-up lockdown so you're able to do it via chat which is nice I had no plan of getting a retention offer on this I just said I want to cancel the card and they kicked me over to the chat specialist uh, retention person and they're like hey there's an offer on the card do you want to hear it and I was like, okay, there's no no shame in listening to it, getting a data point at least. And I I expected something like 15k Hilton Honors points or something. And she's like, or the person's like, um, we'll give you a 225 dollars statement credit. End sentence. And I was like, oh, what? And
0: what's the annual fee on that card? Yeah, it's a it's only 95. So yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's so rare <laughs> that they that they do statement credits on those co branded cards. But then for it to be significantly more than the annual fee. I don't know that I've ever seen that.
2: Yeah, and then I was like, just to confirm, there's no spending requirement, right? Because you didn't put that in there. They're like, nope, no spending requirement. You'll see a statement credit in the next uh, eight to 12 weeks or whatever. Ended up coming like a day or two later. So you see on my statement close, like the $95 annual fee, $225 credit, negative $130 balance. So they paid me $130 to keep a card that we used for the welcome offer and haven't used outside of the $10 wireless credits haven't used since so it doesn't make any sense to me
0: now with american express they do have some formal rules around their retention offers right like you have to agree to keep the card for a year or else they could take it back or you're kind of you don't want to mess with them in that way we all have a lot of american express cards and this is something i struggle to keep up with with retention i know people that you know they're trying to get offers on all their cards all the time. When you're chatting, are you able to to do multiple cards that, you know, I've done this with Citi so many times where I have them go through every retention offer. Or are you pretty limited to just one at a time? I've only ever done one at a time. That's kind of why I'm asking.
1: I've been mostly doing one at a time just because you can't cancel within a year, like you said. And then another kind of sub rule is to get another ret- retention offer, it has to be 13 months past when you got your last one, and so just the way the timing works out. Since I didn't get all these cards at the same time, you know those thirteen month windows just come up at different times. So yeah, I I mean it hasn't been since twenty twenty since I got a really good offer, but back in twenty twenty for my personal gold they gave me thirty thousand again for nothing, just like uh, you, Mark, and then my personal platinum they gave me fifty thousand for nothing. So you know sometimes Amex can be really good, and then that kind of keeps you on the hook. Well, I guess. Uh, let me rephrase. It's not for nothing. You got to pay the annual fee and stuff like that. But you know, not always. Take... not always, not always, not always, <laughs> but in my case, yes, I had to pay the annual fees, but Amex retention offers can be so lucrative. And it's also so like, it's just so random that it's worth waiting the 13 months, then asking, and then maybe, you know, waiting another month to ask again. So
2: I like it. Yeah. And that, that's one thing uh, I want to bring up is that even no annual fee card is which I was what what I was hinting at a couple of seconds ago. But I I got an offer on uh, the no fee Amex Hilton. I think it was like twenty thousand points that I turned down. And, and then a year ago, a lot of people were getting uh, retention offers on the Blue Business Plus, and these are no fee cards. So there's you know like there's no logical reason to close them besides freeing up a spot. But Amex just wants to keep those card holders on the hook, so they'll give you points or spending offers type of thing, even if there's no annual fee, which doesn't make any sense to me, um, but hey, take it. So
0: don't be afraid to ask for it even if there's no annual fee on the card. Yeah, and it's always a good idea to check your, your cards for offers for upgrading and downgrading. And there's all kinds of strategy re- related to that that we've, we've written about before. The other thing I wanted to talk about, you you wrote on the site about your recent application. So I figured we might as well discuss that. Uh, one of your goals this year is to create $15,000 in income from basically miles and points stuff, right? Bank bonuses, sign up bonuses stuff like that and uh you have what three credit cards you just applied for that kind of help kickstart that for you
2: Yeah uh did it well my wife parentheses air quotes <laughs> signed up for for three cards um so I'll just run through them real quick and kind of talk about what they what they're getting Bank of America Premium Rewards card has a 50,000 point offer after spending 3k which is worth basically $500 cash You get $100 airline incidental. It's calendar year, so you get two of them. So $200 an airline incidental, which uh, American Airlines gift cards works for. And then a a $95 annual fee. So, you know, that'll bring us $700 in value for uh, about $100 out of pocket annual fee. We did the Discover card because there's that $100 referral. I have the Discover it. I referred her. So we'll each get $100 after her first purchase. And then the 5% rotating categories get actually turned to 10% because it gets doubled the first year. So she'll be earning 10% back on grocery and then everything else going on. So that's like another $600 we can earn in cash back. From that, you know, half of it will be as you earn it and the other half will get deposited at the end of her first uh, year. And then the last one was the Olympic offer from US Bank on the Altitude Connect card. It just got beefed up to a minimum of $550, 55,000 points, potential to go to 60,000, but the metal requirement for the US to hit probably won't happen and uh it only requires $2,000 in spend and the annual fee is waived the first year. So, we got almost a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff there for one annual
0: fee, which is pretty pretty good. A good chunk out of the 15k I need. Is it me, or did the U.S. Bank used to have better Olympic offers? Like, they used to have better potential. I don't I just seem to remember I don't know them they, being... Yeah,
2: I think they were easier to hit, but I don't think they were, like, to the 50,000 point level. Like, ah, I think true. there were Flexbook per- perk cards where you earn, like, 30,000 and then more for medals, but I still think this is better overall. It just seems like it's not as, as rewarding because they used to have, like, different tiers for the medals, and now it's like, hey, we're going to give you 55,000, and then we'll put this out there, but it's never going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, like if something crazy happens, then we'll give you five thousand more. So it just doesn't seem like it has the sexiness. But you're probably right. Yeah, those old Flexburgs cards were not having fifty five thousand point bonuses. So I guess it all uh it all evens out. But yeah, I mean it's good to see that you're getting approvals and uh, a nice little head start. And you know the Discover it thing is interesting. It's a card that's not th- that sexy. But to your point, being able to get the bonus, well, to being able to get the double cash back, so now you're earning 10% back. And then just having another option for that 5% normally, I think it's a good card for people to have. I know many people have two of them, too, because I think that's the limit you're allowed to have, two per person. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, it's certainly worth uh, worth doing. Any thoughts, Joe, on, on his card choices?
1: No, I think those are good choices. It just makes me wonder, should I be applying for cards right now? But I don't know. I I, I got to think about it and think about my strategy. You got to really... You got to think the about year. the one the one Jess card for the year. Yeah, you think of one it. card to rule them all for the year. <laughs> so usually I save that for like when, you know, if uh, like Venture X came out again this year, like that kind of thing. That's what I save the one card to real, rule them all for Jess. But uh, I, I actually just finished my spend on that card and then on a platinum card that I had. So, you know, it's time to start thinking about it again. So it's a good reminder, Mark. Thank you. As always,
0: the voice of reason on my shoulder.
2: The laugh of reason.
0: Yeah, I need to. I need to like sit down to Joe and figure out some some cards to do and really get serious about this because I'll be you know starting very soon start burning tons of miles and points. So I'm gonna really start feeling the the effects of my of my balances going down in a way. I probably have not in a few years just because I haven't been traveling as much.
1: Yeah, and then do you have to like kind of plan? You know, you want to be home when the cards come. I know that like you're gonna be in Vegas a lot still, but you know, there's got to be some extra planning that comes in for you and Jasmine's card applications because you want to time it with like when you're, you know, you want to like time it with when you're away and you're spending a lot of money on your cards and stuff like that. So I'm sure that's adds a layer of complexity that we don't have to deal with.
0: A layer of complexity that we don't have the bandwidth to deal with right now because we have so much going on. So yeah, hopefully before we come back in April, we'll be able to time some stuff. Uh, We do also have, you know, somebody getting the mail and so it's not quite as difficult. We could at least get the card numbers and And stuff like that for online purchases. Certainly a lot will have to be done as I watch those balances uh, dwindle quickly, especially the transferable points ones. So a lot to talk about. And obviously on this show, uh, we leave this week. So I'm sure in future shows, we'll be talking just like Mark will be talking about DoorDash. I'll be talking about life on the road. In fact, uh, next week I'll be on a cruise. So I get to talk about what it's like to go on a cruise these days. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Let's pivot here. Uh, Hyatt announced a bunch of stuff for their expansion in North America. And I know neither one of you guys are nerdy about hotels like I'm like, I'll actually sit and look at a list of hotels like that have been announced and I get all nerdy about, you know, this location or that location. And I think that's why Hyatt does this right just to just to like satisfy us nerds. But did you guys take a look at their list of all their new properties coming?
2: I I looked over it like quickly. I you know I don't dive deep into it. I worry about it when I want to go somewhere, and then I'll it'll pop up or whatever. So I know a lot of people will be like, oh yes, finally we we haven't had a high in that area, and they'll they'll really dissect it. It is strange, like it feels like high is just making these small acquisitions after small acquisitions and mergers and all this stuff. And it's nice that they're growing the portfolio, but I'm kind of like, all right, how many more of these? <laughs> we're going to do in different names and stuff i guess we can hope uh, a new brand or two gets added out of it for the brand explorer perk because i think we're one away i think there's 19 right now so if they add one more that opens up another category one to four free night cert opportunity so i guess that's what i'm most excited about you know that's what i get nerdy about let's let's add a couple more brands and give us some options
0: the way i see it is it's been cool to see hyatt you know as somebody who's been uh staying at hyatt's for a while it's cool to see them finally like you say filling out their their portfolio Like, oh, they finally have a a full-service property in, you know, that city. A good example, Salt Lake City, they have a really nice Hyatt place there in downtown, but who wants to go to Salt Lake City and stay in a Hyatt place? They're finally building a Hyatt Regency there. Things like that are happening. But one of the biggest takeaways I had from their announcement was just how many all-inclusives they have coming, you know, with the Secrets brand and the Dreams brand, and just tons of all-inclusives in places uh, pretty much all throughout Mexico. Uh, but yeah, a lot of interesting stuff there. The Park Hyatt in Cabo, I mean, to get a, a Park Hyatt resort on the West Coast, I think that's that's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just see like, you know, it's just an evolution. To your point, it's getting complicated. It's what's this brand? What's that brand? Um, and then you even have that within like Thompson. We've all stayed at Guild, or well, I think Mark and I have stayed at Guild Hall in New York, but the new Thompson properties are significant levels above that, you know, how nice they are. So even as a Hyatt person, just kind of keeping straight, everything that's going on is, is interesting, but I'm excited. I got nerdy by some new properties in, uh, in Hollywood and in California and everywhere else. So anything stand out to you, Joe? I
1: don't normally get nerdy about hotels, but the funny thing to me is my travel agency, like the other travel agents, they love selling all inclusive stuff. And I guess their clients like are really into that. you know, I'm focused mostly on Disney stuff, but they talk about all-inclusive stuff so much that I've like been incepted, and I'm like, should I try an all-inclusive? So I was looking just last week. I was like, does Hyde have any all-inclusives in the United States? Um, just because you know we're still, I don't know, things will probably open up soon, but looking far out, I just don't want to plan travel overseas and then worry about getting stuck. You know, I have five potential people. That can, you know, get stranded. So it's just not worth it for me. But I noticed that there's like, there must be some, it must be like something having to do with, you know, the same reason why cruise lines technically register their ships in other countries besides the U.S. Because there's like no, there's barely any all-inclusives in the U.S. hired or otherwise and so i was but i was looking and so i saw i think last week if you had said secrets and dreams i would have had no idea what you were talking about but those are all-inclusive properties that operate mainly in mexico but also in other areas in central america and the caribbean so all that stuff looks great and i gotta try an all-inclusive sometime i feel like i still haven't done it you know i've been eyeing ziva for a long time but i don't know i gotta see if all-inclusives really are the big deal that they seem to be i i feel like they can't be but (laughs) Maybe it's good
2: just not to <laughs> yeah. think about things. If you drink a lot, I think that's the answer. If you, Especially if you're somebody who goes and... If you like the, the flavor of Applebee's where everything's bland and you like watered-down drinks to a, a, an extreme level, you're good. Hey,
1: <laughs> don't you dare besmirch the honor of riblets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it's Dude. it's it's pretty much that, right? I mean, you get some, you know, they have specialty restaurants and some are better than others. And every once in a while, you'll eat something there where you're like, wow, that was... Really, really good. and But yeah, to Mark's point, most of it is pretty uh, what, mass market stuff.
2: What what would you say? Like uh, the all-inclusive aspect of cruises, the food on a cruise line or the food at like a Hyatt all-inclusive resort? Which one is better on the average?
0: I think now most cruise lines have specialty restaurants where you're paying extra on top of the cruise fare. And those tend to be pretty good, like pretty good quality. They're bringing in celebrity chefs and very specific menus. So I'd say probably cruise lines, but you're paying more for that um, on average, you know. And I don't know. I, yeah, I'd say cruise lines. But, I mean, I have had decent food at some of the Hyatt all-inclusives. And it's really crazy because just a few years ago, Hyatt launched, you know, Ziva and Zalara. They didn't have any all-inclusives. Now you have so many options uh, when because they've added, you know, not only other properties, but then also the Secret and Dreams stuff. So. Like, I don't know. I haven't been to, to any of their newer ones. I haven't been to Secrets or Dreams. I've only been to to basically uh, Ziva. So uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see that. But I, I think also all-inclusives have a lot to do with the money. These tend to be higher-end all-inclusives, the Hyatt ones. But there's also cheaper ones. I stayed at a, like a three-star one back way back when, and the food was okay, right? I mean, but the drinks were there, and It was like a hundred something bucks a night. Perfect. Uh, It's a good way to do it. But I think you really, to get a good value, I think you have to drink a lot. I think that's where you can justify the cost to yourself, which, you know.
2: They don't fill up that mini fridge every morning for no reason. So you got to hit it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then just get sick drinking every like fruity drink you can think of. That's what I usually do. Like, you know, you'll see somebody floating by in the pool with a fruity something. You're like, oh, give me one of those. And I don't know. I'm not drinking 20 of those in a day. So I think it's probably better just to go to a regular hotel Especially if you can get lounge access, things like that, to offset a lot of a lot of the cost on that. All right, and from Hyatt to a new air airline, Ian was at the media event for Northern Pacific Airways, and we don't normally talk about new airlines, but I think this one's cool. First off, I think their their their, li- their livery is amazing. Like they, I, I love the way that they painted this plane. But their big thing, their big selling point is that they are going to fly to Asia via Alaska, which if you've ever looked at the map when you fly to asia you would realize you fly right over alaska most of the time so i guess that makes sense are you guys jumping to uh do a one hop through anchorage oh yeah I've been in the future i mean it. obviously okay, travel is normal it's that normal times no. you could you could fly direct to
1: normal times why like why do well, a layover guess, okay, in anchorage no, wait, go wait, go up above i haven't read me. i haven't read the article yet so does it is it like, you know how Iceland Air includes
0: a stopover? Is it including a stopover in Alaska? Because then I might consider it. They said that they think less than, this is according to Ian's article, less than 10% of their traffic will actually be people going to Alaska. It doesn't kind of break out how much of that's going to be stopover. And I don't think it says specifically you'll get a free stopover. But this is what they're going to do. They're going to fly from San Francisco once they get eventually get all their planes San Francisco, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, New York City, and Orlando to Tokyo, Nagoya, and Osaka, and Seoul, South Korea, all via Anchorage. So basically, you're going to stop in Alaska. And yeah, they're trying to basically uh, follow the Icelandic air model or the failed WOW air model, right, where everybody went through Reykjavik. Uh, You know, I don't know. It's interesting. They're flying old American Airlines 757s, so no lie flat business class, recliners only. I feel like they have a huge uphill battle here.
2: Yeah, that's the big thing. Like, they're taking the model for Iceland, which that works out because if you're flying from the East Coast, you know, that's a quick four or five, six hour, well, six hour flight or so. Even from like Detroit and stuff, it wasn't it wasn't terrible and there was a direct flight from there. That's kind of like flying across country, uh, similar realm. This is a totally different ball game. We're talking, you know, a lot, a lot longer of a flight in an uncomfortable-ish uh, seat. So I don't know if the model will work. It, I guess at the price point, it will be the big thing if they're like hugely discounted like we remember the wow air uh days of like $200 flights you could get to europe stuff like that but that was a shorter flight you know what are we talking here is it going to be $500 and then what is you know flying a, a different an asian carrier which will give you better service and a better seat and, and all that stuff what what kind of price point are they at so i think it has to be significant savings to make sense and i just don't know By flying like, you know, a smaller plane that has less reclining seats, does that
0: save you money? I don't know. Yeah, if I remember right from the article, I think he was saying it's going to be, they're expecting a 10 to 20% fare difference. So you're going to save a little bit of money. But I mean, there's a huge inconvenience there. Now, if you're already having to connect, here's the thing. Like somebody like me from Las Vegas, I'm already probably going to have to connect to get to Tokyo. Uh, So maybe that makes sense. I mean, to fly here to Anchorage. And then Anchorage there, so I I feel like that that could be the case. But then they're also flying from L.A. and San Francisco, where there's just millions of direct flights on multiple airlines to those places. So uh, it's interesting. I mean, there, there's been a lot of airlines that have launched during the pandemic, right? I mean, it seems like Ian is all over all of them. Like he, you know, like there's AHA and there's all these, you know, these regional carriers. But I guess maybe they're just always launching new airlines and uh, bring back Cooters Air. There you go, there you go, Hooters. there are flying to Alaska. That uh, that would make sense, but I don't know. I, I find it interesting. Like I said, I really Big love waves. <laughs> I find
1: there. Mark, you should have. Mark was laughing so hard, guys, but he didn't unmute. So you're I got welcome. The, I got
2: the I got the backup going. <laughs> well, I'm recording, you yeah, you'll hear. it. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah. I gotta leave it. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say, you're welcome, angry commenters. <laughs> he muted. Editor Joe cutting in. He did not have the backup going. That laugh is lost to history.
0: So you guys aren't interested. Nobody's going to connect in Alaska. Joe and uh, Mark, you guys aren't running out to do this. If if
1: stopovers are included, like Iceland, I think I would seriously consider it because, um, you know, we're going on a Alaska cruise this year, but that's a week. And even that, just we've started doing initial looks into what kind of stuff we want to do there. And there's just so much cool stuff to do in Alaska. I mean, Mark talked about it last year, uh, you know, on his um, father and son trip. So Alaska does seem like a really cool place so if we could stop over there for like a week or two you know cuz we hop over to asia during normal times like once every 2 years at least then i think that would be a great way to be able to do both in one trip and then even if the stopovers were reasonable in price i think that's a good way to you know cuz we have summer vacations and stuff like that to kill two birds with one stone especially also yeah if it's like next year my daughter you know the 4th graders free national parks, all that nonsense, so we can take advantage of all that stuff. So it's definitely something I would think about, but right now, not enough details, um, so you know, we'd have to see. But it's not the worst idea for certain travelers. I just do wonder, like you said, is there going to be enough of a market for this? And I'm not sure about that.
0: Oh, you bringing up cruise ships. I did want to talk about one other thing. First off, where are you going on? A, is it a Disney cruise up to Alaska, or are you going with a different... You know type? it. But this <laughs> you know is a right. like th- book... Three and a half years ago, I this
1: was booked so long ago that half the money that has been put down in it so far was done with ultimate rewards points. And it's been years since you've been able to do that with Disney. So, yeah, it's a long time in the making.
0: My biggest issue, I've been looking at potentially using my Delta vacations voucher for a Disney cruise this year. And I look at, like, their older ships, and I don't want to go on their older ships, even though I know they're nice and, and everything else. Like, I want to hold out for, like, the Wish, their brand new ship. So I think that's that's been my issue Sean's with the, like
2: quadrupling down on cruises. Oh yeah. I'm all
0: in on cruises. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. So I, <laughs> so I log into my, you know, I've been paying attention to cruise prices and especially like last minute cruise prices. Cause I do have some flexibility in my schedule over the next month or whatever. And you know, with Omicron, there was a lot of cancellations. So it's sort of a, an interesting thing. Plus, you know, my whole family or the three of us all recently had COVID. So anyway, I log into my carnival account and they have a bunch of cruises in there. These, this is a targeted offer apparently for past guests, but $10 a day. So like a three-day cruise for $30 a person or a four-day cruise for $40 a person. The cheapest for a week-long cruise was $80. Now there's taxes on top of that, but that is by far the cheapest I have ever seen a cruise. If you remember before the pandemic, right when the pandemic was starting, I wrote about and I talked about on this show, some of the offers, those were like $30, $40 a day, like $100 for a three-day cruise. That was amazing. Now you're talking about $30. It's just insane, so... Still a lot of challenge, I think, for the cruise industry. But I look forward to being able to see what it's like on a on a ship right now. And uh unfortunately I haven't booked any of those thirty dollar cruises because I don't like those old rinky dingy ships, but you know, that's just me.
1: Dude, you were so excited about the thirty dollar cruises before the pandemic, you're like, I'm
0: going. I almost went yeah, I remember I was so close to going on one. And I, I you know, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? The ship I would have gone on was fine. There was no COVID cases. You know, but that was right when a couple of ships got stuck and was it really worth knowing everything I know now, right? Knowing that that ship was fine, of course, I would have liked to go on it. But the risk of getting stuck out at sea at that point where you were basically locked in your cabin for weeks, you didn't know if you were able to get back. Like now it's very different, you know, the way that they've uh, adjusted. So you leave from a U.S. port, you're going to go back to a U.S. port. You're not really having to worry about too much on the ship other than potentially testing positive where you could get quarantined and then, of course, missing ports, and uh, that's and we can just different. go back
2: to worrying about the noro virus taking over a ship and everybody's <laughs> exactly. toilet for a
0: week. Yeah, the good old days. The
1: good old days. <laughs> that, yeah, Mark, that's $10 cruise you going? Mark,
0: $10 no. is that cheap enough for you? <laughs> like seriously though, like I mean $10 a day, that's yeah, if that doesn't get what well, Mark's going to wait for the for the diamond cruise that we're going to do. Yeah,
2: that will be my first cruise when we do the diamond cruise, so we'll we'll have to have you set that all up for us, Joe got yeah, you. Never- I got you.
0: We're yeah.
2: Um, on the Disney cruises, just in, just in case
1: people like want to book Disney cruises right now, if you're willing to kind of lock yourself in, they have been running these guaranteed cabin deals on some of the cruises. Um, Sean, it won't help you because I'm sure they're not going to run it on the wish, but at least on the dream and the fantasy, which are newer ships, not like the newest ships um, since the wish is coming on- online in the summer. But those are running like close to half off. And these Disney cruise line ships are going out like 25% full. So, you know, a 4,400-person 4, ship, there's only like 1,200 people on it. And that's not because Disney's limiting it. That's just because of demand. So if you want to go on a Disney Cruise Line and you're comfortable going right now, and you're willing to lock yourself into these guaranteed rooms? It's non-refundable, which is the thing that people are balking at. However, if you test COVID positive at the, it's non-refundable unless you test COVID positive at the port, in which case they'll let you uh, use that money so, to a future cruise. So, how generous! <laughs> so if you want to get out of it, if you want to get coughed of- on,
2: go to the chicken pox style. Like, oh, yeah. you got it. I need to get out of this cruise. Uh, let me.
1: Come yeah. Over so if so you want to get out, yeah, if you want to get out of that cruise, you know, you know how people fake vaccination cards. You need to fake a positive test. And
0: then you can get... That'll be a
1: thing. Watch. That'll be a thing. Uh, yeah, but, uh, people get busted. But it's, I mean, it's the cheapest that Disney cruises kind of have ever been. Um, And so, you know, and everyone who has gone has had uh, great experiences. So if anyone is looking to save money on a Disney cruise, uh, they can go ahead and do that. And of course, I can always help with that if needed, but did not need to mean to make that a plug. So let's move on.
0: <laughs> well, the, the thing is that like theme parks, you know, Disney still doesn't announce what their actual capacity is, right? Uh, in their theme parks. The same thing is happening on the ships right now. So the cruise ships are allowed to operate at 100% theoretically. They're not operating anywhere near that. And so right now, anecdotally, from what I've seen, a lot of people are getting good experiences just because the ships are half full, 40% full. And on these big ships with a lot of facilities, you know, they're meant to have 5,000 people and they're sailing with 2,000 people. So that could be potentially good. All of that said, Disney is still expensive. Yeah, what's half off though? Like, are we from oh, ten grand Disney to five cruise. grand? Yeah, pretty much on a Disney <laughs> cruise. That's what you're. I mean, the, the the like some of the prices are insane. To, to Joe's point, they are cheaper than they normally would be, especially on some of these uh, these last minute sailings. But they're know, definitely but not five, ten dollars a day. Five grand
2: <laughs> locked in, unless you and you have to be like on site testing positive. Like, you can't be like, what if you test positive at home before you leave? Oh, guess
0: get in the car, kids. We're still driving down there because we gotta get that money back. <laughs> Yeah, we got to take, it's interesting for our Royal Caribbean cruise, Ellie has to take her chest to take a PCR test, and we can do that three days before, but then Jasmine and I can actually just do antigen tests, which I thought we had to do PCR, so we're still hoping that Ellie doesn't have any remnants of uh, that PCR in her system, but thankfully we can take that test, and we should have the results before we leave. So yeah, it'll be exciting, Uh, I, I plan to do the show next week from the cruise ship, so I We'll see how good their internet is, uh, but hopefully uh, we'll be able to talk about day. it. Eighty uh, dollars a day. So they have uh, you know, not quite that. It's like uh, it's like twenty dollars a day, but that's the faster one where you're supposedly able to stream and stuff. So I'm hoping doing the show will work okay, and I can uh, you know upload stuff. We can do the Vegas show, all of that stuff. So hopefully we'll have some interesting cruise line diaries next week, something like that. I don't know. All right, and uh, that's gonna do it for this week's show. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast?
1: Uh, you can find me at Flies all over social media. If you need anything from me, find me there. What about you, Mark?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, mark at miles to memories.com. Comment on any of the articles on the site. Get back to you there. Order some DoorDash uh, so I can drop it on
0: your front yard uh, or, or anything like that. How about you, Sean? I think maybe people have figured out your DoorDash thing. That's why they're just trolling you by putting in the wrong addresses consistently. <laughs> that would I'm be waiting for day. it to be somebody I know. And they're like, oh, hey, I know you. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, you can find everything we do at miles to memories.com. And for this podcast, mtmpodcast.com. And don't forget, if you want to dive in deeper into the world of miles and points, support us via our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. $15 a month gets you access to our private Slack and Facebook groups, bonus content every week. Plus, of course, those quarterly meetups, which the next one is in Vegas here in a couple months. And then we have Detroit in the summer. We have Mexico City later this year. So. Great group of people. Lots of fun. Patreon.com forward slash Miles to Memories. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. See ya. See ya.
1: Um, it was not. That's I'm what she out. said. Yeah, you wish, buddy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Outtakes. Actually, no one would wish that.